Salutations, Scoob Believer. Do you have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur, but don't know where to start or even what to do? Where can I gather information quickly about what's in my zone of genius? Don't worry, Scoob Believers. I got you covered. Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt and check out an amazing set of AI prompts that will give you ideas, information, and articles to help you get across that start line. Once again, go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt to get you started now. Good luck, Scoob Believer. Undiscovered Entrepreneur, the podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoob Believers as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go! Now join DJ Scoob with Mikhail, owner of Mudwalker Productions, already in progress. All right. So um, I'm really excited to talk to you about what you've been doing because I have been following you a little bit about getting – I mean one of the main things we talked about last time we talked was you getting out there a little more often, uh, kind of ex- being exposed to new things, different things, talking to more people than you have before. So what I'd like to do is actually kind of talk through that since that was one of the main things we talked about, getting over your fear of talking to other people and asking for help and things along that line. So can you give me, give me kind of an update on that, what you've been doing? Uh, I actually just had a few people that wanted to partake in the show, and they have their own uh, podcast called Whiskey Tango, and they all seemed really excited to be playing the parts of the soldiers in the show. So I was like, that's really cool. So I got the script sent out to them and I've been chatting with them. Uh, I've had a lot of listeners that have been wanting to take part as well. So I have a couple of listeners that I've sent out scripts to. So that's been really fun. Um, I also sent out some merchandise to some of our Patreon supporters and they loved the fact that I, I did handwritten notes to them and just handwritten letters. And they're like, dude, that's really awesome. They're like, that was really personable. And they're like, that's something that, I'm going to cherish because that's really awesome to be able to hear from a creator and have that handwritten note, like an old time letter. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of figured it would be that kind of attitude towards it. So that that's been really fun. Great. That's a fantastic idea to have a handwritten letter to each of your patrons that got these shirts and whatnot. Um, so that's fantastic. I didn't even think of that. That's something you thought of on your own. So that's fantastic. It's nice to see that you're actually thinking about these things on top of what we've talked about before um, and kind of using your own ideas, too. So that's fantastic. Anything else that, that you could think of that, you, that you've been doing a little bit differently? Um, I've been trying to work on doing more of like the YouTube stuff. Uh, I've got all of my episodes up on YouTube now. I'm working on doing some small like introductory videos about us and the crew and some of the recording processes so people can see more of like the behind the scenes process of editing and recording and stuff like that so they can kind of get to know us a little bit better, make it a little bit more personable. Good. Good. got that in the works. And then uh, I've had a few other ideas that I've been working on. I started my online store, which has actually been really cool. I've had a few purchases on there and people really enjoyed the materials. So I'm like, that's really cool. Good. And, uh, what what yeah. is that? What is that? Is that a website you go to or what is that? It's a uh, Printify. Uh, it's basically a merch on demand website where I can create and design all the merchandise that I want to see out and I can take uh, requests from my listeners, which one request was somebody was like, I want like a trucker's hat with like the, the Mudwalker emblem on it. And that, so I was like, okay. So I started looking at that. I designed a couple of those. And once I threw out the link to the store, he immediately clicked the link and went and bought one of the hats. He bought a shirt, a sweater. And yeah, there's all sorts of stuff on there that I'm just really excited about. What's the, what's the website? Uh, it's Printify. Mm-hmm. And, no, I mean uh, yours. If I wanted to go buy like a, a hat, like you were talking about, 
Uh, Printify Mudwalker Productions. There you that's go. what I have the store labeled under. Fantastic. All right. That's great. Anything else that's that's changed that you've done a little bit differently that you've been getting out there a little bit? I mean, I the last time I, I mentioned it, I got the uh, interview for doing the entrepreneur show, uh, The Blocks, which that one was really interesting. Um, I went and I did my initial interviews and my applications. And then I had the call with the casting director and I chatted with her a little bit about like what you and I had talked about. And I gave her your name and I told her this guy has been like really awesome and like helping me along my way, trying to get me out of my box a little bit more. And uh, I actually mentioned you about possibly interviewing some of their winners and she brought up uh, you possibly uh, playing a role as one of the judges for the show. So, okay. I'm about to fall over right now. That's <laughs> wow. No way. That's okay. Yeah. So I, I, nobody's reached out to me yet, but I, I actually filled out an application for their next season. Oh, nice. Nice. So <laughs> just to give it a shot and see what happens. It's really not too far away from where I live. I mean, I could probably get there by car. Um, so if they say, Hey, come see us, I'll probably go see him. But to yeah, be a judge, awesome. that would, that, uh, holy cow, dude. I don't even know what I'd do with myself if that was the case. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. But we're talking about you, not me, not me. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it sounds like you got some great things going. So now, now that you've gotten this far, tell me what your next few steps are and what you'd like to accomplish from here on out. Well, I think the next biggest one was one of the only other things that you and I discussed was doing the uh, newsletter and email list. Um, I have a couple uh, like drafts kind of saved in a couple of different platforms because I'm just trying to tip my toes in to see what would work best for me. And uh, I have one of my buddies who's a lot more familiar with how like newsletter and email lists go. So he's kind of working in the back wings, helping me out. And uh, that's kind of the next step that we're going to do. And then on top of that, we're looking at trying to increase our listener base and get more exposure. Um, and that one is kind of another big one that I've been w researching and working on, but I've been a little tied up getting scripts yeah. and doing all that. Like I'm, I'm six episodes in right now. So I've got half the half of season two already scripted. And I've got scripts sent out and I'm just waiting for recordings to come back so I can start the editing process. And hopefully people enjoy the second season of Raising Hope. I'm sure they will. It's so far it's been it's been great from what I've uh, been made to understand. So fantastic. What else? What else? Uh, what else uh, can, can you have planned for yourself for this next a few months? Uh, well, these next few months, it's going to be pretty busy because like I said, I got to get all my actors wrangled up together, all the local ones that are here. I got to go down and meet them and get their recordings done. I have to get my family's recordings done. I have to get my own recordings done and, uh, I got to still write the rest of the season. So it's like, yeah, I'm pretty tied up with editing, recording, writing, and then managing everything else for like the business side of doing like the, the shops, the Patreon uh, members that I still have obligations to that I have to send out their stuff. And they'll be getting some pretty cool new stuff here in this next month. Okay. Writing some stuff down here. Hang on just a second. All right. Oh, but puppies. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, let's let's say you get all that accomplished because it sounds like you're already on your way to doing most of that. So let's take that a step further. Once we get all that accomplished, where do you want to see things happen? I mean, I, it sounds like you're going the right way, but I want to hear something that's a little bit further on than that. Well, I'd really like to be able to branch out a little bit more and start a couple other shows that I've been writing as well. And that one is kind of a uh, it was a pipe dream in the beginning because I didn't have the actor list to work off of to find the characters for the parts. But now that this show has done so good and I've actually gained a lot of traction with finding voice actors now, I feel like that is my next step is to start producing my other shows, which I've already got one. Uh, I've got three episodes of my other show already recorded and edited. 
but I'm waiting until I have at least the majority of that show done before I start releasing it so I can keep that on a proper schedule. And then uh, I have the other one that I'm working on, which I need to finish the uh, season three script for. But that one is kind of the scary one because that's my like magnum opus story where it's it's the one that I really wanted to start with, but I didn't have enough experience to really delve into it just yet. Nice. So you got some you got some new stuff uh, on the horizon for yourself, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. I got a lot of stuff in the works right now. (laughs) Good. Now, uh, monetarily, I like I want to talk a little bit about your podcast. So you have the shop that you've opened and you have some Patreons. Do you have any other ideas to uh, bring in some money for your podcast? Uh, I've looked at local sponsorships for some of the local businesses in my area to kind of help promote because uh, since Sandpoint's kind of a tourist town and I'm hoping that if people hear my story and come to the area, then I can promote some of the local shops. Like we have some really cool ale houses around here. That's really nice to go and get a good drink. We've got uh, really cool uh, like park areas that have a lot of cool events that happen. So I'm trying to branch out and look for local sponsorships to help generate a little more revenue for the show. And at the same time, promote these businesses because they're my local businesses and I want to try to support them as much as possible as well. Okay. Anything else? Uh, as far as that, I'm not exactly sure where to go on extra revenue streams. I already have my ACAST platform, which gives me uh, monetization through ads and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that's done pretty well. Um, but at that, I'm just kind of happy with everything that I've done so far. And I'm not really in it for the money. Right. But- I want to be able to make my business self-sufficient so I don't have to keep paying stuff out of pocket myself. Right. Making a note for myself here. Okay. Anything else that you want to talk about or discuss at this point? At this point, no. I think I've pretty much covered every everything that I've been working on and all the new goals that I'm kind of setting for myself. Um, I do have the next milestone that I'm looking forward to, which is a hundred thousand downloads. Ah. We're, we're already at 63,000. So that one's a pretty, pretty big one for me. And I'm pretty stoked with those numbers. But at that, I think I'm just more excited that people enjoy what I do and have reached out and expressed their enjoyment of the show and everything that I do. So that right there kind of keeps me going that, People really enjoy what I've produced. That's fantastic. And you're producing some good stuff. I got to tell you, I mean, you, you've gotten the talent. Now you got talent. You have talent behind what you're doing, not just your own talent, but the talent of other people that are willing to get behind you and what you do to, uh, to accomplish what you want to accomplish in your storylines. And, and it sounds like you got a couple of new things in the works, which is really good. Um, real quick, I want to go ahead and just kind of start off here with uh, – the newsletter and email list. We actually talked about that in our last uh, session as well, too. So what kind of ideas do you have at this point for your newsletter and email list to actually get it out there? And what kind of subjects would you be talking about? Uh, Well, at this point, I think for the subjects would be basically the introduction of new actors and the process of what we're doing, uh, trying to set uh, like scheduled release dates for everything. So when the email list goes out, I can have like the next two months worth of scheduling done. And that way people can kind of see like, okay, it's going to be two weeks and every two weeks there's going to be a new episode. And I'm going to try to stick to that, uh, that promise of doing it. Cause the last season that I did, we had a lot of issues that came up with like, uh, my recording equipment, me not knowing exactly like what's going on and learning all those steps. But now that we've done that, I feel like I can actually schedule things a little bit better now to have that release schedule that I can send out in email lists and then have uh, other spots where I can send out special events that are going to be happening, like uh, doing live Zoom meetings with groups of people that are interested in chatting with the creator or chatting with some of the actors that we have. So that's been a kind of fun one. I've done it a few times just in voice through the Discord with some of the listeners, and they really enjoyed being able to talk with me, which was kind of fun. And uh, 
at that, I did find a couple people who were doing some fan art. And uh, one of my listeners made a, uh, a video game out of my story, which was kind of cool. So I, I really enjoyed seeing people have fun working with everything that I do. Awesome. Uh, keep in touch with the video game person. That actually might be a nice avenue to go down for yourself later on. Yeah. I mean, I, you'll see a lot of indie games really taking off, especially if they get onto Steam, because I'm, a, you know, I subscribe to Steam, and yeah. it's basically a platform for indie video game makers. Yeah. So you never know where that can take off to. Uh, I've seen two or three really take off and end up like on video game systems like uh, like PlayStation and all that kind of thing. So you never know. That actually might be a good thing to think about too. Um, uh, back to the newsletter and email. Those. Now you got some great ideas for that, but what I'd like to know is what kind of value can you put in those emails? I mean, you got, you got this normal stuff, which is good, but I want to know if there's a different type of value you could put in these uh, emails and newsletters that somebody will want to see, or think maybe they can like get into. Is there any kind of value proposition you could put in there? I'm not exactly sure how to go about that. Um, most of my ideas are basically just a like a general here's what we're doing here's what we're offering uh putting stuff in there like the the the, sh- the printify store uh the patreon stuff like that and offering uh special benefits to people who support the show and possible like guest appearances and stuff like that if they wanted to take part which i think would be really cool um but other than that, I can't think of any other ideas or avenues that I'd want to approach or go down with newsletters. So what what I'm thinking is if there is a way on top of all that, because all that you've given me so far is fantastic. And I want to make sure you use that because that's all going to be all beneficial for anybody that's listening to any of uh, to reading your newsletter or you know being a part of your email list or anything else that you have. But on top of that, we have to think of a way to give them value of what you're doing. So like you're going to have, and I guarantee you're going to run into somebody who says, well, how do you do this? How can I do this for myself or something like that? So every once in a while, you might want to throw in a, uh, this is how I accomplished this particular part of what I'm doing. That's what I mean by value. You, okay. You- so kind of, kind of do like a, a workshop kind of thing. So it's like, if somebody had questions, I can run through the process of let's say, uh, doing the sound designing for an episode or something or how to eliminate like the fuzz from the microphone and background noise and stuff like that just to help create better quality sound. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. That would That's a value. So stuff like that, I think, is something that you should really sit down and think about and brainstorm uh, on top of everything else you already have in mind. Like I said, is great. But I also think that there's more value to what you're doing than just saying, hey, my show is going to be here and here's my Patreon. Yeah. So I think if you were able to think of a value that people would like on top of that, it would just leaps and bounds would help you in in your discoverability. Because not only are you doing this, but now you're helping other people do something similar to what you're doing. Cause now you have some experience in what you're doing and you've been doing it before. So now is the time to show people, this is how I did it. And this is how I can help you. I'd love to inspire people to actually start doing their stuff a little bit more. Cause it's not as difficult as everyone thinks. And at that, a lot of people have that same mentality that I had when you and I first talked is they're afraid they don't, want to put their story out because they're afraid of how it's going to be received or uh, nobody's even going to listen to it. And and I, I keep falling back onto that one uh, comment that I keep making. I'm like, if you enjoyed doing it, then it's worth it. No matter even if you just have one listener, as long as you have one listener, somebody's listening. Mm-hmm. And it only gets better from there. Exactly. So I think that's something for you to think about. I, I really think that's something you could benefit from uh, as you go along. I know it takes a little bit more work, but at the same time, it doesn't because you you already know this stuff. It's just a matter of going, getting it from here in your head down to you know an, a platform where people will be able to see it. And I think a good way to start is with your newsletter and your email list to do that. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay, that, I think I can couple those two things together 
where if I create my email list and somebody asks for like a workshop experience where they need to know information or something, I can provide a link to a video where instead of trying to like type out and describe what's happening, I can show people exactly what the process is through the videos so they can have a better understanding because some people have a harder time learning by hearing rather than seeing it done. So if I can show people at the same time explaining the process, I feel like that would be uh, more beneficial and have a little bit more value to those people that want to learn. You know what that's called? What? That's called a course. Oh, there we go. Start my own courses. Here's a new revenue stream for you. You could do a course on voice manipulation. You could do a course on audio video setup. You can do a course on how to actually reach out to voice actors now that you've done it. One thing I always say is when you get to a certain point of what you're doing, there's always somebody that's one or two steps behind you that want to know what how you accomplished where you get. Those are the people that are going to want that information from you, that are going to want that shortcut from you, and they're going to be willing to pay you for it. Yeah. I think that'd be really awesome. So I think that that's something to kind of, I don't, I don't want to say go do it right now, even though I'm a now kind of guy, but that's something <laughs> to really seriously think about as you're going along. And then as you're learning, you can use your teachings and add on to that course until you have like a, like a beginning to end course that you can actually sell for a pretty high ticket. Yeah. I'm actually going to have to start brainstorming a little bit more on that idea. Cause I really like the sound of, that whole aspect that right there is kind of expanding on that journey of exploring the world of creative writing and storytelling while also at the same time giving people that that drive and that push to want to be able to follow their dreams and actually see their passion fulfilled exactly exactly i'm that's a very good way to put it I actually want you to watch that. I'm going to send this to you. I want you to listen to what you said just now, actually probably like two or three times, because that's going to be your motivator of what you just said just now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, So your listener base, we we need more listener base. We always want more listener base. And it sounds like you've actually reached some, a good amount of people. I mean, six, would you say 64 K downloads already? Yep. Nice. That's, and I that's, the, last, the, the last time I checked, it was uh, 63,847. Okay. Got down to a number. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it sounds like you're already chucking along on far as far as, you know, listener base and people listening to you. So I think uh, something a little more to concentrate on at this point, more than actually increasing your listener base, is something that you're already doing is reaching out to your listeners to find out what they want. So you're actually accomplishing that already. Um, the only advice I would have as far as expanding your listening base is getting onto more platforms as far as uh, like uh, other people's podcasts and things of that nature too. Um, yeah. And it sounds like you're kind of doing that already too. So just keep up on that because you're heading in the right direction there. And eventually you're going to get to one person that's going to have a huge listener base that's going to boost you up uh, even more. And that's kind of what you're shooting for there. So, um, just as far as a listener base, don't concentrate. I don't, don't, I don't want to say don't concentrate on it, but don't let that be a priority right now. You have other more important things to do because you've already accomplished having a, a pretty good sized listener base that keeps increasing as things go on. Yeah. So I wouldn't spend too much energy on that. Still keep doing what you're doing. Look for more podcasts. The the YouTube channel is going to help you uh, with discoverability as well too. So keep what you keep on what you're doing there, and you'll be. I think you'll be doing okay. Yeah, um, and I've done really good uh, reaching out to other podcasts too, and I've actually done a lot of ad sharing campaigns with a bunch of other podcasts. Uh, the podcast that wouldn't die was a new one that they just ran my ad for my show and and their show, and I did the same thing in mine. I have their ad running in one of my episodes, so. We're kind of doing this whole trade back and forth where I, I think I've got seven different podcasts that I'm doing ad shares with right now. And that's been really fun because I, I love hearing other people's stories and it's actually opened up other 
avenues of hearing other people's creativity, which inspires me more to add to my show and help people get that same kind of passion out. There you go. That's good. Um, just be careful with ad sharing because, and you're already doing this, but I'm just kind of saying this in general. If you do ad share with somebody, make sure it's somebody within your same niche that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I, I, I actually have people that want to add share with me, but they're, they're like a political podcast and I, I'm not into that. That doesn't have anything to do with what I'm doing. So I want to stick with entrepreneur podcasts or other entrepreneur podcasts that want to add share with me. Hey, I'm all about it. So things like that. So just yeah. kind of bear that in mind as you get people that come in that want to add share with you. Um, so that's good. That's good. Now, one thing I really noticed here is you've got a lot of things going on all at once. And um, it's going to start getting to a point here where you're going to need more help than what you got. It sounds like it's coming up real soon, too. So you have a couple people that are helping you. Can you think of other ways that you can get some more people to come on and help you as far as what you need to accomplish to get where you need to go. Cause now you're talking about having two or three more podcasts on top of the podcast. You're already trying to put together almost practically yourself. I mean, you got a little bit of help, but as you add these other podcasts on, you're going to need more help. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking into uh, another editor and I've already got one other writer who's helping me write some like, smaller stories and some like extra bonus content for patreon members so we can have short stories and uh mini series uh kind of stuff which i think is really fun and really cool to do because it's helping uh my sister-in-law get out and because she's a great writer and at Mm -hmm. that she's afraid of people reading her stories or hearing her stories and at that i'm like you've heard what i've done like you read everything that i've written and i'm like and i've read what you've written and I'm telling you to keep at it. And now she's really working hard at it. And her and I are actually working together on another storyline that I think is actually going to be really good. But I think the biggest two aspects that I'm going to need help in is the editing and honestly, social media management. Like that's one big one that I'm having a lot of trouble keeping up with because I have a lot of people that ask questions and I get a lot of spam from social media stuff. So if I had somebody that could actually like discern what is actually applicable to the show and help get that information to me directly. And that way I can get that stuff that the listeners and people are wanting. I can get that out in a timely manner. So I'm not sitting there scrolling through all this stuff, just trying to find that one piece. Right. So, um, social media management, that's, there's a couple ways you could do that. Now you can do it the way I'm doing it. And I don't know if you notice the way I post or things like that, but I actually have an AI that helps me with the social media management. Oh. And, uh, all I really do is put the, put the, um, content in a form into the AI and actually distributes it out at specific times during the specific days on uh, when it's the most powerful for me. And then AI okay. thinks of all that. So all I do is put the, in, the, and then I don't have to worry about posting at all. I can go a day without posting, but I still got posting happening. People, people looking and finding my podcasts and things of that nature um, because the AI posted for me. So you got that. You could hire a social media manager. Um, I don't know if you're to that point yet or not. Um, because I don't know how money's work for you and I'm not going to assume anything, but uh, there are people that do social media management. I actually have interviewed two social media managers that I'm more than happy to put you in contact with if you want to, if you want to go that route. Um, the editing, you know, I was thinking, um, do you have a, a college near you? Uh, the closest college would be the U of I college, which is down in Moscow. And that's like two and a half, three hours away. Hmm. Okay. Um, though I'm thinking maybe interns, have you thought about hiring an intern or two? Uh, I, I've kind of gone with that idea and thought, but I, I do have apprehensions about having somebody else edit the show just because I have the specific design and sound that I'm looking for. So that's kind of one of the hardest parts about 
separating a little bit of the workload onto somebody else is like, I want to make sure that they understand how the, the focus is supposed to go, how the, the scenes are supposed to be delivered and kind of the setup of the sound designing and stuff like that. And uh, a lot of that is a little bit difficult for me to kind of let go of because I really enjoy what I do. Yeah. Editing for me too is kind of like my baby. You know what I mean? It's one of those things I have a really tough time letting go of because I have a specific sound that I'm looking for, just like you're talking about. And I'm afraid if somebody else does it, it's not going to be the same. So um, you need to learn to let get go. And it's it's going to be difficult because like it's difficult for me. So I know it's going to be difficult for you. But that's one of those things where it's something that that you need to give up to be able to move on to something else and put your imagination and your zone of genius into something else to expand and grow things. So what what I've experienced and some ideas that I've had as far as that goes is to actually hire two or three editors. Well, not so much hire, but throw a test out to these editors and just have them do one thing, but all three of them do that one exact same thing again. Right. And then yeah. listen to each one of their finished products and see which one sounds most like yours. Give them the same, give them the same directions, give them the same, this is how I want it. And all that kind of thing. And then see which one has the best sound to what you're used to saying, used to hearing from yourself. And that's the one that you want to go with because that's the one that's going to be closest to what you're doing. And even if you have to do that two or three times, at least you're getting an idea of, of this person's ability and what they're capable of. That way, you know that you're getting a good hire and it's not going to it's going to be really inexpensive. You, I mean, here, I'll pay you 10 bucks to, to do this quick edit or whatever. I mean, however you want to do it to, to get the right editor, that's how you're going to be able to find the editor that's going to have a similar sound to what you're used to. Yeah, and I think it might actually be beneficial to try to, instead of editing an entire episode myself, maybe split it up into scenes. That way, there is that kind of difference in uh, the reflections behind the story. So you kind of get those two different sides, like the two separate sides of a coin kind of thing, where I have the way I like to do it. But sometimes when I listen to it, I'm like, it could have been done better. So if somebody has a better idea of how to edit that scene together, that might be beneficial for the, the the story and the show as well, because somebody else will have a fresh perspective and go, oh, wait, like, what if I take out this part that you had this idea for and tried this and then just gave it a shot and it ends up being better than what I thought of? That would be really helpful because sometimes I get too close to a project. That's a good way to think about it. I think you should roll with that. Kind of keep an open mind about how people edit differently or better or whatever when you're looking for an editor and just get, maybe just get a sample of what they can do. Like, like you're saying, if there's something that you, you think you could have done better, give them that and see if they do do it better. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's a good idea. I like that. You should, you should go with that. Keep that in mind as you're going along there looking for an editor. So what else we got going on here? Local sponsors. This is something I've been exploring <laughs> myself too. Um, and I think that's a great idea because uh, not you're not just promoting yourself, but you're promoting the local businesses and they're going to be very thankful for that. Especially, I think you said you're, you're in a tourist town just like me. Yeah. So I really think that uh, that would be beneficial. Uh, we should both look into that. I think I'm going to be looking that, into that too and see – you know, how we could fit that in. Same thing, though. You got to find a way to work it to where it's in your niche of your podcast. Like I, I always use the example of you don't want to sell mattresses on my entrepreneur podcast, right? Doesn't quite make sense. Yeah. So just make sure the, the the businesses that you visit, you know, there's going to be a way to work them into your specific niche or whatever it is that you're that you're working with on your podcast. So it fits because if you get something that's confusing like that, you're going to throw a lot of people off and they're going to think you sold out. Yeah. So I actually do have a few ideas because we do have uh, like a few firearms stores that actually run like gun safety courses and stuff like that. And I'm like, that kind of coincides with the zombie apocalypse. You're going to need to know how to use a rifle or a pistol. You're going to want to know how to maintain and clean your weapon. And at that, I can make ads for their their company. 
in a very cool way where using their their products and their their store and working that in with oh even in the zombie apocalypse you're going to want something trustworthy so we recommend <laughs> going with it there you have that little bit of a, a comedic uh ad that i can run for a local business there you go see that's thinking that's the way to do it that's the way to work, work around so that's good so i want you to keep me informed on how you're doing on that too because not just you know so i can help you along but I want to learn from it myself too to see how, how you handle it because I I'm going to be handling it also. So I think between the two of us we could actually work together and figure out how we could pitch sponsors and things like that to actual local businesses. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Okay. It'd, be, it'd be kind of interesting to see like the different niches that we have and how we're presenting the the sponsorship opportunities to our local businesses, what works and what doesn't. And we can learn from each other. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a plan. Let's do that. All right. All right. So we'll keep in touch on that. Um, uh, let's see. More shows. Man, you're putting a lot on your plate. You're putting a lot on your plate. And <laughs> I, 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 and I could see you doing these. Uh, every one of these things are fantastic ideas. Oh, but just be careful not to overwhelm yourself. Take it easy. You have the main one that you're working on right now. Once you, what, like we talked about, once you hand off a few things uh, with this one that you're working on now, and then you have the, the capacity to work on these other ones, don't overwhelm yourself because you will go into burnout. I guarantee it. So you got to be yeah. careful when you, you don't want to start too many things. I had ideas for about three other podcasts I would love to do. But the one I'm working right now, I mean, I'm completely sold on everything. So, you know, I, I want to start these other ones really bad. But at the same time, I'm like, if I do that, I mean, I'm only able to work on my podcast a few hours a week. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. well, and and that, at that side, I'm, I'm thinking I might only release one other show alongside my main show. Just for the fact that by the time I get done with like season two, there's going to be some downtime in between the third season and I don't want to blow myself out uh, script writing just for this one show and doing all the editing for this one show specifically. I need to kind of step back a little bit and play around with some other stuff and figure out some other avenues for like uh, editing processes and sound designs. So that's where I'm working on the, uh, the second show called this dark space of mine. And I'm not going to release that one until I have the full season done. And then that way, once Raising Hope comes to its conclusion for season two, I can start releasing those episodes as an in-between what we're doing for Raising Hope. So that way, people don't have that downtime in between waiting for the show to come out. They can kind of switch gears and be like, oh, maybe I want to go listen to this sci-fi space comedy. So I'll have these two different options that people can partake in and kind of see what other uh, stories that I can provide. That's good. I guess my main thing is just don't burn yourself out. Yeah. And that's I mean, kind of what everybody else that I've talked to said. They're like, dude, like you've got like six other stories you want to do, but they're like, you need to limit yourself to two because uh, I've seen other podcasts that have that same kind of uh, setup and they're at that spot to where their workload is so big that they're having trouble keeping up with their releases. Um and yeah, I've talked with them about it and they're like, yeah, they're, they're like, we dug ourselves a hole when we did it. But at this point, they're like, people enjoy what we do. And if they really want to support us, they're like, they're going to stick around and hear what we have to offer. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to overload myself like they did. So I'm thinking two shows is right within my wheelhouse of being able to manage and maintain easily while working on multiple things. And when you do have an idea for a show or anything else that you want to do, but you know you can't get to it right away, make sure you write it. Now, I personally have a shoebox that I have that's full of ideas. Whatever idea I came up with that I couldn't get to right away, I put it on a three-by-five car and I throw it in that shoebox. Yeah, I have a giant pegboard in my office with which has all sorts of different ideas posted on it. And then at that, I'm like, sometimes I have a piece of string that goes out over to another idea where it's like, these can be connected. So, yeah, there we go. 
But it's one of those like I could just kind of sit back and look at and go, oh, that's right. That's yeah. okay." And it kind of helps me clear my mind and think about other stuff. So I'm not working on just one thing because I find myself uh, getting writer's block a little bit more often now because I'm working so much on one idea. Mm-hmm. But the more I branch out and start working on another idea, it kind of clears my head a little bit more. And then it opens up a lot more creativity for uh, the scripts that I'm working on. So it's been really nice having another avenue to have as an outlet. Yeah, keep that flow. Keep that flow going. And having, and that's why I go back to my idea sometimes too, just like you're talking about having those strings I put together. You want to keep that flow going, even if it's not directly connected to what you're doing right now, it keeps the juices flowing It keeps your, your synapses firing about ideas. And then suddenly something will click and you go, Oh, I can use this right now or something like that. So you're on the right track there. I just, like I said, I just don't want you to burn out. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. My wife makes fun of me sometimes because she'll come into the, the office and she'll look at everything. And she's like, if somebody didn't know what you did and they walked in here, they'd probably oh. assume you're like a serial killer or something. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> It's not my fault. Like, I have ideas. And yeah, she's like, no, it's like you're creating a web of just conspiracies or something. She's like, you kind of look like a crazy person. <laughs> hey, sometimes crazy people are smart people. They just, we're yeah. the only ones that we know what we're doing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, another thing I wanted to throw out there is, I, I think we talked about in our last session was uh, conventions and events. Have you looked at any conventions yeah. or events uh, in your area since then? Um, there's been a few that I've been looking at, um, but they're a really specific like type of niche that doesn't quite coincide with what I do. Like there's a, a couple comic cons that are coming up, um, but a lot of the comic cons don't really have like zombie theme stuff. It's more like anime or uh, Marvel and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm like it, would be kind of nice to go see other creators and kind of share ideas and stuff like that. But other than that, I haven't found anything that kind of falls in line with like the stalker con for like walking dead or anything like that. Like I haven't seen anything pop up that would be within that wheelhouse. But I, I keep looking. Yeah. Keep looking. Um, you have several other people that are in your niche, yeah, that you've you've contacted with and are in close contact with. Yeah. Why don't you put one together for yourself? I've thought about that, but at the same time, I'm not exactly sure how to go about it, and I'm not sure about the cost of putting something like that together. What like I said, I don't. What if there was a way to do it for free? That would be awesome. I would be totally down to do that. Okay, and that's kind of one idea that I had with uh, my community is we have a community hall and they have uh, free times and free slots that you can reserve to have events. So I was kind of thinking about like maybe during Halloween, the month of Halloween, trying to do like a specific event where it's like uh, a zombie dress up competition and storytelling and stuff like that to where people can kind of come in and experience that kind of feel and then meet the actors and creators and other writers in the same kind of niche and kind of fall into that. But that's kind of something that I'm still kind of researching, trying to look more up into. So, you know, you can hold a webinar, right? Yeah. Well, why don't you just get all these people from these, from these zombie podcasts or whatever and it's not so much as like, you know, you're trying to sell anything. It's more of a network kind of thing. Invite them all to a Zoom meeting all together and just talk. That'd be really cool, actually. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. I mean, it's it's not so much. And then when it, if it starts to grow, then maybe start charging like 25 bucks a head or whatever, then start making an income. But at this point, I mean, it's right now, it's just a combination of my of minds that are getting together to to just talk and talk about what they're doing and what they're excited about and what's coming up next in our podcast just like we're doing now it could be like a a zombie mastermind you know just <laughs> i think i just came up with a good name for it too oh what's that tell me the dead writers webinar there you go 
How about that? Yeah. So how would you tell me how you would that? Keeps it all within the zombie family. Hang on, hang on, just a second, there, McKay. So, how would you actually put that together? I mean, really quick, tell me if the the what did you call it? The dead zombie. Say it again. The Dead Riders webinar. Okay, so tell me about the Dead Riders webinar. Tell me about it. Like, if I wanted to join it, what would you tell me about it? Uh, basically, it would be people who have their stories where you kind of have the focus on like writing a zombie story or a story of like just a kind of like a horror genre about the dead and the walking dead and stuff like that. Like that's a place where people can come and bounce ideas off of each other or share ideas or share a show that they really like, or uh, an actor that they think would be perfect to play a perfect spot in a show. Like I, I think it would just be a really cool area to have uh again like another workshop type thing where people can come in and share their ideas or their experiences especially like other uh zombie podcasters and stuff like that like people who write for zombie shows it would be an awesome place to kind of riff off of each other and share ideas and kind of critique each other's work or give hints or tricks that might be helpful so i think that would actually be a really beneficial avenue for a lot of people Good. That's another thing I want you to listen back on. I want you to listen to that same thing All over right. again. Okay, that was a great pitch, actually, believe it or not. So now, tell me three people that you invite right away. What's the first three people that come to mind when you think of something like that? Uh, Casey Wayland, for one, because he's a massive inspiration for the zombie stories that i really enjoy uh another one is a comedic uh podcast about zombies which is hannah and the hannah and the apocalypse uh she's got a really good story and then uh there's another person that did a zombie story but i can't seem to find any information about him anywhere but i've talked to him once and then he just kind of disappeared Mm. so but then there's the old man's podcast uh the old man and the apocalypse that was another good one that I think he would actually have a lot of fun talking with, which I talk to him on Twitter every once in a while too. And then, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, the day of the dead podcast where they talk about like, uh, the different movies of like George A. Romero zombie movies, uh, the walking dead, like all different types of zombie movies. They talk about those and kind of, run down like oh like, this movie was totally horrible like they could have done way better or this was one of the best movies that i've ever seen that was a zombie film so it's like I, talking with those kind of people would be really awesome good that was actually more than three which is actually good that's that's really really good so now you have an idea who who you would invite to to this to this ma- this zombie mastermind writing thing i'm not going to remember the name of it i'm sorry uh but <laughs> <laughs> But now, what's the final thing you need to do to make this actually happen? I need to actually put it together. You need to actually put it together. You need to execute. You need to to do it. I need and, to reach out and I need to contact these people that I think would be perfect guests and pitch them the idea and see if there would be something that they would be interested in. Exactly. And you can even um, invite people from the outside in not to speak, but just to listen and charge them like 25 bucks a head or something like that. If it gets to that point, I'm always thinking about easy, you know, ways to help you monetize what you're doing to make it a better podcast. So I'm not trying to sell you out or anything like that. It's just to help you along. Yeah. All right. So that's pretty much everything I have written down here. Um, so I'm going to ask you again, do you have any questions about what we talked about? Anything you want me to go over with you? Anything along those lines? I, I think we've pretty much covered everything and you've given me a, a lot more homework to work on again. So Always do. I, I've got a lot of stuff. Yeah, I've got a lot of stuff to chip away again. But yeah, I, I think you've answered everything that I've really had questions for and you've given me some great ideas to really riff off of and actually start working on. I'm really excited to start working on some of these. There you go. These are your ideas. They're not mine. These oh, you're are... kind of the inspiration. You're, you're the muse behind the idea. Like That makes a little more sense. You're, you're yeah. giving me that push to, yeah. to think. <laughs> yeah. So, 
All right. Uh, give me three takeaways. I want three takeaways of what we, we've talked about. Three takeaways for, I think for this one is continue doing what I'm doing because I'm actually branching out, putting myself out there more. I need to actually figure out what I need to do for my newsletter that would have value, which we discussed the possible ideas behind the value behind the newsletters, uh, putting myself out there more for doing webinars and creating uh, like uh, an event that people can come to and learn more about what people do, the creativeness behind the storytelling and the processes. And yeah, there, yeah, there's one more. But my brain's kind of reeling right now. I've got so much <laughs> running through my head. <laughs> they always seem to do this to me. <laughs> oh, well, sorry about that. Yeah, sorry. Made you think. But yeah, okay. No, that's good. That's good. And all those things I want to I want to see progress on. Not necessarily a completed thing, but just progress moving forward on these things that we've yeah. talked about. Okay. And what's one thing you're going to do as soon as we get off this all call? Right. We're going to get off the call, and then what's going to happen? I'm actually going to reach out and start pitching this webinar idea because I think that might be the first avenue that I want to approach. And that right there is a really good idea. And then at that, that can coincide with the newsletters. And so I'm going to start working on creating events a little bit more. Yeah, that's good. All right. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been awesome to talk to you. I'd like to talk to you a little bit. Thank you for listening to the coaching edition of The Undiscovered Entrepreneur, brought to you by Doing It Today Coaching. If you want to get across the start line, contact me, DJ Scoob, at doingittodaycoaching at gmail.com. Say the words, do it now, for a free two-hour discovery call to see how I can help you in your entrepreneur adventure. Art and graphics by Elaine Wilson, supported by my Patreon, Brian Briggs of Ocean Tree Creative, and Oliver Siegel of Anal. And hosted by me, DJ Scoob. <laughs> Click the show notes below for more information. And remember, I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. As a worker of two full-time jobs, running a podcast and coaching, every minute counts in my day-to-day. -day. It's hard to be consistent in any of my social medias. And at this point, I cannot hire a social media manager. Pinnacle AI to the rescue. I've been using Pinnacle AI for a couple of weeks now. I've seen big improvements in my outreach and consistency in all my social medias. Do you want to save time and increase your productivity too? Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI for more information. Save yourself time and grow your brand. Try it now and see what it can do for you.